0: Welcome to The Awakening Podcast, where we have truth-tellers, not whistleblowers, where we have facts, not conspiracy theories, the podcast with solutions. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. This week, I've got a good friend of mine all the way in Australia, Zaid. Please welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, sir. It's an absolute honor to be on your show.
0: Yeah. And like what I can say from the start is we met each other through a podcasting uh, course, but we got close and you're a man of your word that's what i can say from the months that we've connected
1: oh it's been it's been uh i mean yeah the, that course was good we we found out what to do in order to you know put a podcast together but um the connections which is especially yourself uh, and mr chris as well uh, it's been uh, phenomenal you know like coming together with like-minded people who have uh, you know passion for truth and And uh, doing what's right and just have good morals has been a huge blessing for me.
0: No, definitely. And to be honest with you, like, despite the the money for the course, I think the connections that we've made, you know, because we are really, we're connecting every day nearly, you know, it's fantastic. And especially in what we're doing, because a lot of the times you get attacked for just telling the truth. I'm not sure if you experienced that because, you know, but I know a lot of the people that they're just trying to explain what's going on and they're getting bashed for it.
1: Oh, absolutely, and and no matter what you say in terms of uh, even posting things, whether it's on social media, when you when you post the, the truth and you post facts, it's it's still it's still uh, re- rejected in some ways by many people. You post facts and people so say yeah, but how can you say yeah, but to facts? That's what. I would say to my wife, it just blows my
0: blows my mind. Yeah, or I'll still give a link to CNN, you know, and I I just shake my head. I don't even open it, you know. You just see something from the the press, you know, immediately. That's,
1: that's another really good point. Is when people link, they said they they put a link to CNN, but then you put a link to something like Newsmax or another media source that's reporting something with facts, and they discredit that one. So why is why is CNN credible? Why isn't that news station uh, not credible? It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Exactly.
0: No, I'm finding because I, you know, I'm in a circle of uh, a lot of people. I know I know people all over the world, and especially Americans. There's a few that are uh, say like Biden supporter, and they constantly comment on any post that somebody puts about Trump. And it, the Trump people aren't doing the opposite. They're not attacking they're them when they're going. You know, it just shows the mentality of that you know i i don't get bullies.
1: it that, true bullies in my, in my opinion exactly yeah.
0: so first i'd like to know since you're in down under what's what, what's happening with the lockdown there because we see a lot on the news you might just give us a quick update on that one
1: yeah well, i mean the the news and news isn't it like if you if you come visit my my town here we live in a regional part of uh, australia along the coastline which is absolutely stunning it's paradise out here life is normal you know mm-hmm. everyone's. Everyone's going to work. Uh, No one's wearing masks around here. Um, And when you see someone with a mask, you kind of look at them funny. They they stand out. So, you know, my wife and I have been talking about how truly blessed we are. Um, You know, we're in a part of Australia that uh, I think the, because Australia has states like, you know, America. And instead of uh, governors, they're called premiers. And, uh, you know, so our premier in New South Wales is the state that I'm in. Uh, I think has been quite reasonable uh, in terms of you know she manages Sydney as well that's part of our state biggest biggest uh, city in Australia and uh, you know Sydney had a little bit of their lockdown just like the whole country did when it, when COVID uh, the flu first came out and um, yeah but it was managed quite well and and I think her intention was just to get get the state back in operation and she did really a great job of it so I don't usually give Props to many people in government, but I think she actually did, you know, right by majority of people. Mm-hmm. Even when, were when, clusters, uh, when there was clusters, whatever there, that's another funny term. When there was clusters there, again, didn't take drastic action. So yeah, we're, we're, we're quite blessed. And another state, majority of Australia is actually life is normal. Um, and uh, it's only in Victoria, which became so totalitarian that it was worse than almost any country in the world, which is the state at the bottom of Australia, uh, the coldest state. Uh, that that just became beyond ridiculous at uh, that place. But they're, they're thankfully getting back to normal life as well. So majority of Australia is, is quite good actually. Okay,
0: that, that's good to know because uh, you know just some things that oh, I've you know, seen, I, you know, I was just right. assuming it was going to be like that all around it was worrying for me so that's that's good to hear and it's nice you're right you know there's very few politicians that are doing right at this day but when somebody does yeah take your hat off to them so yeah it's
1: the well, funny thing was uh that same politician that i'm referring to uh there was a big scandal out in the news for about a month about her that apparently she had an affair with uh, another politician and all this sort of stuff and again you know, people were buying into it and people were calling for her to stand down. And you could just see she was the only premier in the country that was doing right by people. And all of a sudden there's a scandal about her. Mm-hmm. No coincidence, right? No, but yeah. thankfully she stood her ground and she persisted and she's still there.
0: Yeah, not perfect. Another um, mm-hmm. thing I'd want to just bounce off you before we go into the Iraq, because I really want to talk to you about uh, you know, Iraq is... I was shocked when I saw a video of the politicians. This is on the opposite end of the spectrum. We have the good boys and the bad boys, and they were voted in about the abortion issue up to like, I, is it hours before a baby is born? And
1: yeah, yeah, I I, I posted that in terms of Queensland. The uh, they just re-elected the premier up there, and uh, yeah, they've they voted in almost oh, was it a little while ago before this election, but they voted in. Uh, they could pretty much uh, abort babies up to nine months. Uh and and if you look and if you read into it, read the fine print, um, the 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 reason could be that the the mother is not happy with the gender of the baby. That's that's the reason. So that you could actually abort a you could murder a baby who who's nine months old and fully functional. That's unbelievable isn't it? yeah. Yeah. Nine nine months in the womb. I'm sorry, yeah yeah no because I was thinking uh it was like for
0: the ingredients for the bad boys because they're putting that into the injections as well you know it was, its yeah. it's like, like and people are unaware of that like but yeah
1: and while' we're on that, so as you can see, we've got Jesus behind me we've got uh some Aramaic print uh, which is you know thousands of years old that's my heritage from Iraq, the Christians of Iraq uh what's disgusted me as well is there's been a lot of Catholics and all that stuff uh um endorsed Joe Biden uh you know and again i don't want to get too much into politics politics here uh, but the the reality is is joe biden if you go into the um what's it called that the organization uh, that does abortion in america gosh we've gone blank um,
0: they're, yeah, they're the opposite just, of, yeah, whatever it is yeah
1: they're the opposite of pro- uh, pro-choice or something like that uh if you go on the actual website it's a whole blurb about joe biden how he's uh pro-choice and 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 uh, supports and promotes abortion. So the the Catholics that are out there, I'll call you all out. The fact that you're actually endorsing and shaking Joe Biden's hand, you're a disgrace. You know, you're a, you're a disgusting. Uh, you're a disgrace to the church. Yeah, and, that, uh,
0: I, I think to be honest with you, I got kind of thrown off religion from because I grew up uh, in Ireland. I went to a Christian brother school, and yeah. you know that that in itself was kind of eye opening, but just like recently, there was, um, there was in a nun's convent, there was like 800 bodies found, and it was brushed under the carpet. And The politicians tried to vote recently that, and they did vote, but I think it's going to get overturned because there was such an uproar that it would be the information would be hidden for 30 years. And, My goodness, yeah, and you know, like that's the worst thing. And like, I've listened to a lot of your shows, and one of the things that I heard and I really liked from one of your guests was that. There's plenty of people kind of preaching the Bible and talking about it, but actually doing what's said in it, you know, just being ethical and just doing the right things. And that's yeah. what you kind of, and, and that's important, you know, just, yeah. just, just do it right, do us right, whatever your beliefs are, but just, you know, be ethical, be humane and care for others.
1: Well, I posted something on social media, which uh, I think I stand by. And it's a quote by Edmund Burke, and he said, "The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing." You know, be, being silent in itself is a big sin, yeah. and not doing anything when you see evil. Exactly,
0: and I think a lot of us, with the podcasting as well, we're getting our message out, and we're stepping away from you know we're not doing it for monetary reasons. We're stepping away from other things to get the message out, and like we do a lot of research. So, you know, sometimes some of us don't 10, 20 hours a week, even more just to yeah. find out the truth. Cause we have to be very careful as well. Cause if you spread misinformation, you're not only attacked, you're ridiculed and your name is gone straight away. So, you know, we're just. We're exactly. To and, you
1: credibility, and you heard the credibility of others who are trying to do the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. I think one of your, your guests, which I admire, which is Mickey Wills, um, you know, he he talked about that. He said he talked about right. how uh some people go on with all these crazy as in they're actually conspiracy. They talk all all this nonsense and, and they try to uh associate themselves with him, and it's like
0: Exactly. You're, you're, no, that was a, a great point that he had said, yeah. And it was yeah, I remember that, yeah. It was very important. Yeah. So the yeah. main point where I was trying to get you on is I know that uh, your father moved from Iraq, like I have studied a lot on war because I realized that how evil it is, how orchestrated mm-hmm. it is. If you look mm-hmm. at uh, the book Confessions of an Economic Kitman, I think uh, John Perry was his name. He's explaining yeah. how they go into different countries and take over. I know you have more firsthand knowledge because we all hear of the, you know, the heroes that come back in the, in the coffins from the territorial army or the USA and every life matters. And, but I don't even know that the majority of them know what they're out there for, but they never mention the millions that are affected in the country itself. And that disgusts me, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when uh, we can, we moved to Australia in the eighties, you know, I was very blessed. My um, father who I look up to as a hero, he, he is a, you know, quite a smart man, educated man. He, he had, he was offered scholarships in I think five different universities Around the world, Germany, USA, uh, and you know prestigious universities as well, even in uh, in London. Uh, and you know, he chose to bring us to Australia because of the lifestyle here, uh, and we're we're so blessed. I'm always grateful to him. Uh, and we moved here in 1985. Um, you know, so I was a six year old kid, and uh, um, and I basically grew up in the Iran Iraq War. Like that, that's all I knew. You know, so that was that was normal to us, you know, growing up in that in that environment. And the, but the key thing is, is that the wars, speaking from a economical point of view, absolutely decimated and destroyed Iraq and turned into a third world country. You know, like when we came here, one Iraqi Dinar was actually four American dollars. It was the Iraqi dollar or Dinar was the strongest uh, dollar in the in the uh, world. So it was a superpower. Right now, um, it's one it's American dollar is around 1,200 Iraqi dinars. And you know, I so was that's...
0: reading in that book, it's, it's bankrolling Basra, Basra yeah. and a, it's a territorial army guy who actually worked in a bank, high level, who went in there. And he's saying that what they did is with the currency, they basically changed the currency because they said, oh, we need to take uh, um, Saddam Hussein off the banknotes and they were basically yeah. just taking all the cash off the people and charging them commission, but that's that was their way of, uh,
1: of of starting that. Yeah, and I mean, the, the amount of war crimes that have happened, and uh, uh, in particular to, uh, I suppose, my my culture, which is the Christians in Iraq, I mean, they, they've been uh, persecuted and uh, murdered uh, and just in, in every shape, in, you know, the amount of genocides that we've gone through that never gets publicized. You know, there was a genocide just recently in 2014, uh, where, which was ISIS moved into Iraq and that was uh, funded by the Obama minist- administration. It's on record for that, by the way. I've even uh, seen pictures
0: you know, where they had, they had the military American tattoos with the guys with the, the masks on. So, yeah,
1: yeah but that's all, yeah, you I mean, won't see that on uh, CNN or BBC. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, so... For me i mean the history of iraq so far just in my lifetime it's all been war you know in the, in the time i've been on this earth uh, so I, I was born basically in the iran iraq war we we left we came to australia we were actually supposed to go back to iraq in 1990 when my father finished his phd but the gulf war happened uh you know and then i was and uh, so we end up obviously staying becoming residents and citizens of this beautiful country so the gulf war happened and then sanctions were put on that was from George Bush, uh, senior, you know, he, he went in there and um, they took Iraq out of Kuwait because all that happened. And then sanctions started and that's when the economy just went uh, under like completely. And then in 2003, George Bush, George W. Bush uh, decided to go out and take Saddam Hussein out the, the dictator. Now, when that happened, that, that took the country to a whole new low because even though Saddam Hussein, yes, he was a dictator, If you ask any Iraqi living here or overseas, unless they're a little bit messed up in the head and not all there, any sane Iraqi, ask them, was the country better while Saddam Hussein was in power? They'll all tell you yes, emphatically. Because Saddam Hussein kept the fanatics out of, you know, at bay. Um, And uh, he was able to, he ruled obviously with an iron fist, but he kept all the fanatics out. He didn't treat the Christians that badly, uh, to be honest. Um, and uh, as soon as he was taken out of power, that's when everything went to, to crap. You know, Iranians have been invading the country, um, you know, those suicide bombings. There was no, no such thing as a suicide bomb, by the way, in Iraq prior to 2003. That didn't even occur. They take Saddam Hussein out. It it's just becomes a natural thing. I had a um, priest that was kidnapped and tortured uh, after that happened in 2006, and he talked about the fact that when a bomb went off in Baghdad, it got to a point where people didn't even turn around to see what was happening. That's how common it was. Wow. Yeah. So that's how much, I suppose, war has affected uh, you know the country that I was born in. It's and I, I could go on and on and on.
0: Because yeah. like, I remember the videos where they were shown when he was caught and basically, you know, murdered, assassinated, whatever. Like, yeah. if that was any other leader of any other country, it was upward. Like, even though he was a dictator, like, how did that feel to see something like that?
1: I, I was in disbelief, to be honest. I, I thought, because there was a lot of rumors that Saddam Hussein had doubles, you know, and uh, it's, it's well known within the Iraqis that he had many doubles. Uh, that, and if you look at different pictures of him, you can kind of tell, like, there was times where he looked like his whole facial structure, his jawline was different. Um, so I, I immediately thought that can't be him. He can't be in like some little dirt hole in the ground with a beard and all, all this sort of stuff hiding out there. It just it just didn't make sense. It looked quite set up to me. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like for him to be to be in that in that way, even dressed the way he was and looking the way he was, it just didn't it just didn't make sense.
0: I mean, it could be like another Operation Paperclip, you know, where the Americans brought all the the Nazis over to, you know, does yeah. Even talk that Hitler was went to Argentina that he never actually died either. So it's yeah. it's it's very hard to get the the total truth with a lot of these things.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean the Saddam Hussein that was in court was definitely him, you know, when, because they put him, up, you know, on trial for months and months and months because you could hear in his voice his defiance. Yeah, that was definitely him. All right, Okay yeah i mean
0: like you you uh, still have you know contacts relatives in 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 iraq like schools the education system like have they decimated that as well what's what's the current situation there
1: yeah i mean uh, one of my aunties is actually in iraq and she's she's doing great work over there i know some of the priests that are over there it's mainly the churches to be honest with you that are actually bringing some form of normality Obviously, there's there's still 20 over 20 million people there, um, but uh, yeah, the, in the northern part of Iraq, where a lot of my people are, there are churches and uh, sorry schools and whatnot going on. Uh, but you're talking about people that a lot of them have had five to ten years of their education taken out because of war. You know, like uh, it's it's it, the the effect of war is not just f- physicality. Um, I know a lot of uh, you know women that had multiple miscarriages because of the chemicals in the the air. A relative of mine was one of them. You know, so, again, I could go on and on about all the different effects. But, I mean, school right now... Look, we we do have hope. I I know that the Prime Minister of Iraq recently met... Prior to the election, met with President Trump. And, uh, you know, there is talk of them uh, rebuilding in some way. But I suppose a lot of it depends on how the election goes as well in the States. Because I know... I know for a fact and no matter what people will say that uh if trump doesn't actually get his next term uh we don't hold the high hopes for biden and his crew because they're, they're part of the reason why iraq is where it is today
0: mm. and like i know that is it lockheed martin and the construction companies that come in through america they kind of have open contracts it's not a bidding system like everywhere else in the world and I assume they just pass the bill onto yourself then and extract it in oil. You know they're basically taking your assets away and you know prevent uh-huh. you from rebuilding your country. Because if you look at it, you know the purpose is to kind of remove a dictator and bring democracy. I mean, I have seen pictures and they have decimated it. Yeah, that
1: was seventeen years ago. Where's the economy? It's it's still. And and the reality is is that uh, economists have said that. If Iraq was left to be and to actually uh, to have security, to be uh, you know a government that runs everything fairly and uh, you know with with true democracy and and to operate as an economy, it would only take two years for it to be back to where it was. That's how much resources and wealth is in that country that's just been shut shut down for the good part of thirty years. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, because I like that book that I read and, you know, he just explaining everything and even even like the English trying to organize everything. It was like the Americans were pulling the strings and just saying no. You know, when they were having the right decisions, they had better results in Basra and, you know, they yeah. were trying to replicate it and not. They were just told no. So you can see that it's intentional. They do not want to improve a country. And, you know, it's sad because the majority of people don't actually get this knowledge you know they just think oh we're after destroying a dictator now iraq is 10 times better and you know it's the, yeah totally opposite
1: well I'll, I'll drop a little bombshell on your show roy because i have a amount of respect for you and out of respect for having me on your show i was actually going to save this for um a video that i was about to release in the coming weeks on a lot of the things that i've experienced and witnessed but when we're talking about the war in iraq there's obviously a reason why uh, the U.S. and a lot of countries had have vested interest in uh, keeping that country down. So you know how I spoke about the 2014 when there was a genocide, ISIS moved in. And um, the, the city I was born in, by the way, Mosul, which had over 300,000 Christians, has now has zero Christians. So it's still to this day. Uh, so complete genocide happened there. Anyway, so my grandmother and a few of my relatives were still in Iraq when all that was happening. So they witnessed something quite strange, and um, and I'll just go back a little bit in history. In the early 1900s, there was a um, archaeologist. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, but it's it, it escapes me. But anyway, he went into and they dug deep into different parts of Iraq. Because Iraq, you've got to remember its history. It's it's known for the Assyrian Empire, the Babylonians, uh, everything. A lot of the Garden of Eden is uh, believed to have been there. Like its history is so rich. It's not talked about much, um, and uh, there's a the the Assyrian people, which is my ancestors, you know, invented the wheel. Again, you can look this up in history books. I'm not making it up. Uh, you know, mathematics, all that stuff came from the Babylonians. So there's a lot of. I didn't know
0: that because I've read a lot about the Babylonians, you know, and uh, I've heard they were
1: way advanced. Yeah. So yeah, and so this archaeologist, going back there, he he, they found all these tunnels in the area of Nineveh, uh, around where the city I was born in, which is Mosul. And uh, the, this archaeologist went in and he was also, I think, quite cl- quite uh, clued up on uh, technology as well, even though it was the 1900s. He went in and had a look in these tunnels and uh, he, he instructed the government everyone back then to lock these tunnels up. And he said, come back in about a hundred years because the world is not ready for the technology that's in these tunnels, right? Um, so, as fast forward to 2014, ISIS move in. There's a complete war in Iraq. There's a genocide and all that. I have relatives that witnessed uh, um, all these people digging in those areas of Iraq, and and removing countless things out of these tunnels. And plane load after plane load of US uh, fighting planes were just filled up and sent and sent and sent and sent. You know, so. What was in those tunnels? I, I have no idea, but I know the story behind it, and and I know people that have actually witnessed that happening. So, um, the war is all is all just a mask yeah. for for people's uh, you know evil intentions.
0: Look, like, I just wonder what technology that they really have that we don't know about. Because even with Tesla, like all his stuff was taken as well. And I mean, you yeah. know, he was, you know centuries ahead of his time you know what he's created and what he had and it was all just destroyed and uh, yeah and i see it with other people as well as people create inventions and they're all they're hidden they're bought and never used
1: so uh, well, yeah, you'd love to be
0: a fly on the wall to see what it was
1: and the crazy thing is this from what i heard from my relatives this went on for days so and plane load after plane load so you can just imagine what someone's hiding somewhere
0: yeah, like, that, that's what frustrates me with everything uh, at the moment. Because, like, you have a government, you have a court system, you have this, the military. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like you said, they're bully boys. Like, they do what they want. It's not for the betterment of mankind. It's not... You know, it's just to do, I mean, like we're more knowledgeable with all the stuff we're researching. It's kind of scary what's going on. But like when you look at that, you know, it's, yeah, it's annoying. It must hurt as well coming from your country, knowing that they're taking your assets, something that probably know that they would understand it better, could Hmm. potentially, maybe it was an energy system, who knows. But, you know,
1: yeah, that'll be buried for yeah we might never know hopefully hopefully we exposed i mean and one thing i just want to touch on as well uh i i mean there was a time in my life when i was a teenager and i i was a very angry child a very angry kid and the reason i was so angry is because i knew about a lot of this corruption you know uh a lot of my family uh were deep into the military because you're, you're forced to go in the military in iraq and because uh my uh, i'm blessed to have uncles and my father was um, with amazing work. I think they didn't actually just sit by. They they actually performed, obviously, really well. In the military, so they went quite high up. One of my uncles was about four down from you know the top rank of Saddam Hussein. Um, so a lot of them knew about what was going on in terms of you know the, the, the very very easy one is the stealing of the oil, but a lot further and deeper into that um, and how things were planned and all that stuff to destroy Iraq and also. Uh, things about Jews and all these, all these other things. So I found out all this sort of stuff as I'm as I'm growing up, right. So I was I was quite an angry kid, and I, I suppose um, in 2014 I was the I was a, I was a guy that was telling everybody that hey, there's a genocide going on in my country, and it, people didn't believe me, um, but it was happening. You know, I, I had family over there. I had my uncle who's the Archbishop uh, have. Um, all his churches decimated you know over forty five churches were destroyed and um, and all this stuff was going on, and the media wasn 't reporting it you know, it was just it was it was just heartbreaking so i 'm going around to even churches just to tell them, hey, this is going on, we need to raise some money send us over there because there 's over four hundred thousand people displaced that are homeless in the northern part of iraq so this is again this was all going on in two thousand and fourteen, and even when I tell people about it today, this is all news to them. You know, so if you look back at some of my social media posts back from 2014, I was calling out people like the Obama administration, all that stuff for their corruption and what they were doing and all that stuff. And everyone was calling me crazy, you know, back then. Um, I mean, not to my face, of course, because they they weren't there. But uh, what I love, what I'm really happy about what's happening right now is all like your podcast is called Awakening. You know, there's so many awakenings gone around the world and people are waking up to the corruption that's there so i feel like we're in a great time you know it's a great time to be alive because um i don't feel alone in terms of uh seeing all the corruption that's gone around the world you know and and, and it's only a matter of time i believe in my heart that it'll all come out
0: yeah no we're we're definitely uh we're on a pivotal point and. Like, I, I don't yeah. think any of us would be fighting this battle if we thought there was no hope. Because we'd say, well, what's the point? You're just throwing the towel. There's no way. There's, there's too many. And like, you know, you just mentioned Obama. Like, you'll see so many people actually stating, oh, how brilliant he is and how fantastic he is. He was a charismatic speaker. That's and it. That, that was it. Yeah. If you look at what he actually did, he has mm-hmm. done horrible things around the world but yet nobody knows about it because it's not told and i'm just curious actually in iraq now do they have are they controlling the media as well is is it the same kind of thing that
1: i'm not sure about i mean there's not much control at the moment in iraq that's the problem there's no control of uh like even if you talk to my uncle who was again the archbishop there and uh you know people who who he knew in politics like, like there's no security there people don't even trust their neighbors because you don't know if they're which side they're on yeah so, yeah, so it's
0: like, yeah it's like that that's trying. they're trying to implement that here where you have people that will snitch if you're having a party it's kind of that at a, a million times higher level and yeah the problem is you just don't know who's actually going to yeah uh, grass you out yeah 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 so i i remember uh, your podcast with your father and uh, it was actually a very nice uh, i really enjoyed it to be honest with you. And one of the things that, you know, like, I mean, he was telling about all the things he'd done. So, I mean, he, you know, he worked extremely hard to actually one, get you out of there and, you know, great. But like yourself and another guy on a further podcast basically said, you cannot fail because of the, you know, sacrifices that they made. And I thought it was a beautiful point, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, that was my cousin, actually, who was only in his mid twenties was doing his PhD you know, and uh, he's moved, he grew up in Hawaii. He's now in Colorado. He works in uh, um, public health. So he's actually doing things uh, that's actually really useful for the victims of COVID. So he studied he studied that and also the victims of war, you know, in terms of what it, what impact it has on their mental health, again, which is not talked about much, on, it, on their education and, and so forth on, on public health. So, um, yeah, he, he said it would be an insult for us not to not to do something great with our lives and that we would insult their legacy but based on the sacrifice it would be an insult to their sacrifice. No, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, no, I thought I yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was no, uh, one no,
1: there's no excuses. And that's the thing, my father um I mean I still use his example for inspiration because he was doing his PhD while we were all little kids, you know, running amok. And uh he'd be and this was his schedule almost day to day. He'd be in the university from eight in the morning or nine in the morning till about five o'clock at night uh, in the evening. Sorry, in the early afternoon. And then he'd come home, play with us, help with homework and all that. He may have a quick nap, you know, obviously have dinner. And about 10 o'clock, he was out the door. And he was working in uh, the newspaper factory. He's folding papers till four or five in the morning. And he did that for five years. And not once, not once did I hear him say he was tired. And I, And I even said it on the podcast where I had him on the show. I asked him one time if he was, did he, did he ever get tired? And he gave me this look like I just, you know, called him something, uh, you know, really, really deflammatory And, and uh, because he, and he, his response was, it's it's shameful to say you are tired. So that's the level of work ethic uh, that I was. I mean, to, that, I for
0: five with. years, that is some commitment, you not know, to look after your family, to do that amount of work. Yeah. Fair to, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you know you mentioned your grandmother was was still in iraq i mean that must have been kind of frightening as well known you know family and friends while you're aware of what's going on because obviously the rest of the world haven't a clue what's going on because we're fed a lie but would because you're on the ground you know and just
1: yeah i mean they were they're in a town called al-kosh which you know has thousands of years of history um uh you know there's a prophet's I'm losing names tonight, not not uh, sharp with the names. Um, but he has, and my father mentioned him on the show, but uh, he was, I think he was around 700 BC. His tomb is there, still in the town of al So you're talking about thousands of years of history where these people have lived, you know, in terms of my ancestors. And for the first time in history in 2014, that town was clear, um, you know, because the the threat of ISIS had, had gone in the first time in, in all that time. Even back when Islam became a religion in 1500 years ago, they still didn't get to that town. You know, it was still kept uh, as a safe haven. But in 2014, it was for the first time people fled. But they're luckily, thankfully, they're back there now. You know, and so she escaped along with one of my uncles, and you know they crossed the border uh, and they got to Turkey. And now you know she's in Sydney. Uh, my grandma with a couple of my aunties that escaped with her. So yeah, we're blessed. I mean, they that's that's their. That's the way their life is. So I'm happy they're here, but there's always that mixed emotion mm. you know, because we, we were driven out of our, our actual home.
0: And, like, you know, if you even think of the psychology of a child that's still there, that grew up in it, it must be ter- terrible. I know because they have witnessed that they've seen terrible crimes, you know. Yeah. From a young age i mean obviously all the adults as well but a child growing up in what's especially you know for the last 20 years with the gulf war you know you just it's going to be hard to get over that
1: yeah i mean look i i just touch on this real quick one of the reasons why my father and a lot of my uncles are inspiration to me i've got an uncle who has spent he spent four years frontline you know fighting in the iran iraq war and they fought to a point where they'd run out of ammunition so they had to do hand-to-hand combat um, so that's what fighting on the front line is and he did that for four years he'd be sent out in a battalion of a thousand men and probably about five to ten of them would come back month after month so he did that for four years and this is a this is a man now who's a successful engineer because he's got a master's in engineering and he works um, for the Australian government uh, in engineering and if you met him you would never know that he had any anything like that in his past um, so it's it's funny how um, I suppose uh, tragedy and all that stuff shapes people. Some people never recover, mm. um, and some people use it as a motivation to, when they go to a new country, to make the most out of their life. You know, yeah. it's yeah. a lot of it comes down to a choice, as much as people would hate for me to say that. A lot of it does come down to a choice, how you react to what happens. I, I think and you have and,
0: to, I mean, because we all get knocked. I mean, some people get knocked a lot harder. But you kind of have to, you have two options, you know, you throw in the towel and just use it you know, or just the blame game or just do a poor me kind of thing. Or you just pull up your pants and you say, OK, yeah, it happened. Yeah, drive on. You don't yeah. look in the rearview mirror. You just, you know, yeah, you don't. Obviously, you're not going to forget something like that, but you just have to no. you know.
1: But the key the key is not to stay living in it. Yeah. That's, that's what I've learned from my father, my uncles, and that they don't live in that moment. And, and that's the thing, that's where the choice comes in, where a lot of people just remain in that tragedy, remain in that trauma. Mm. And that's why they can never move forward, whereas they're looking forward. Hey, I'm in a new country. I can start a family. I've got opportunity here. I've got freedom. I've got, I don't have to worry about people shooting me. Let's make the most of it. That's... No. That's the, the gratitude comes kicks
0: in. No, definitely. It's like I, I, I've i said this before. It's like the memory of pain poisons us, the poisons the cell. So if you're reliving it, it's okay. I think once you can kind of mentally get past it, it's okay to have the conversation that it's not hurting you. But there's times that people, they're telling the story 10, 20, 100 times and it's there reliving it and it's eating into them and they can never kind of get away from that. So you need to, if you're in that state where, even talking about something and it really hurts you. you, you know, just get, get away from that till you can get over it. And then when you get over yeah. it, then it doesn't affect you, but it's usually the person themselves because yeah, they're reliving the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we forget. And again, I've learned this from examples of my life. We forget how much control we have in a, of our own mind. A lot of people live in a, in a way where they're a slave to their mind, um, but you have so much freaking control. It's not even funny.
0: No, exactly. And once you, once you kind of determine what you want and what you don't want, you know, you can accept how you react even, you know, if somebody says something bad to you, or even as we're, you know, talking earlier about the social media, somebody writes something nasty, you have two choices. I mean, to be honest, the first choice is kind of, you're ready to write back, you know, when you see something, but then you go, no, let it go and it's gone that's the end of it whereas if you do write one you're you're getting angry and you're you know raging and then it just spirals it's like a a tennis match after that you know just comment after comment and you can kind of overcome that just by being present and know where you're going
1: yeah i think i learned i one of the guests i had early on when i first started the podcast he was a political activist and uh, you know he was um standing up for I suppose people in the church, uh, in terms of what they're doing, a lot of the government's rolling out, you know, disgusting laws on how free people can, like we talked about abortion and that. And he, he said he just talks facts. And uh, sometimes he's, he said, even his kids, um, you know, come up to him and say, hey, dad, look what this person wrote about you on Facebook and whatever. And his first question is, are they talking, uh, is it, are they arguing with facts or is it emotion? And he goes, oh, they called you a so and so and so and so. He goes, well, that means they don't have a leg to stand on. If it's all emotion, that just just let it be. But if they come with us with facts, we'll we'll have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah so I, I learned that from him. No, no, that, yeah, that, that 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 makes sense. And
0: just uh, with the Iran Iraq, because uh, to be honest, I mean, we we don't know much about what happened. That how long was that going on for?
1: Well, uh, it was basically the year I was born. Uh, you know, seventy, seventy nine, seventy eight, seventy nine, and uh, till uh, eighty eight, almost, you know, almost ten years. Yeah.
0: And was the, it over oil or just land, or what was the? You... And
1: uh, about over a million people died on both sides. So, and and the land, I mean, I remember seeing a map of how much land Iraq got, how much land Iran got. My God, you know, it was not even worth mentioning, and yeah. millions of <laughs> lives were and i mean
0: yeah like you've got the dictators but the reality is people don't realize that that's going on all over the world and Mm -hmm. you know like sure even in in my own country you know the english coming in and they're still there you know and the amount of people that were killed during that just although even look at the Falklands, everywhere it's a few people pull the strings they they send out the 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 pawns, as they call it, they don't care. You know what it's like now? I was thinking of that the other day. It's like someone owning an ant farm and having the red ants and the black ants and putting them in there and just looking on and laughing. The people that orchestrate this, that's what they're doing. And like, I don't know anybody who wants war. I mean, I've got friends in Syria. I've got friends all over the world. Nobody wants war. So Mm. why are we allowing these people at the higher level to just, you know, like I remember even when Tony, Tony Blair wanted to get involved in the Iraq there was I don't know but a million, there was a lot of people out protesting. Nah, they were all you know, it was all hushed. You know, nobody yeah. became aware of it. So it's not as if like they all the English were kind of supporting this. Of course, once they start looking at the news and all the information and, you know, weapons of mass destruction, I'm not sure. I think it was somebody was saying it recently on the show, you know, showing in little cube. And yet the whole world went
1: in on the don't get, don't get me started on the weapons of mass destruction i mean that's so you've got george w bush obama these two men in my opinion have got more blood on their hands from iraq than any any men alive at the moment so george bush went on into iraq took out saddam hussein based on you know a complete lie weapons of mass destruction they never found those weapons they, they, don't, they never existed saddam hussein was actually complying with the un at the time, if you, if you remember, uh, if you're old enough like me, you know, you to to remember, but Saddam Hussein was actually complying with the UN, showing them what they had. Uh, but then the US was not agreeing with the UN and saying, no, he still has it. And George Bush persisted with that. And again, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives were lost. Uh, country was decimated. Um, uh, I'll give you this as an example, Roy, in terms of the war crimes that happened in Iraq. Um, there were actual... Uh, underground shelters for women and children that has tens of thousands of women and children in there and all that stuff, and they were bombed and destroyed. And uh, the US said that they they were an accident. Now, I've got a lot of men in my family who are military trained, and I'm not just talking with a rifle, you know, weaponry, nuclear, you name it. And they knew for a fact the only way to bomb those shelters was specific weapons that were intentionally uh, you know, targeted there. You know, so the crimes are, uh, you know, it's just beyond even our comprehension what happened there. And, you know, George Bush went in there and the thing that shocks me to this day is that man was never put on trial uh, for that. Like, how, how is he still today walking as a free man where he went in and, and created a war? And even John Howard, the Prime Minister of Australia at the time, he went along with it. Um, there's, a, there's a lot. That, what was it called? The coalition of the willing, or some crap like that. that went in on that wall. and uh, yeah, it was all on. It was all a lie. And no one, no one has. And people to this day, and this is the thing: people to this day trust the governments and trust the media. Like COVID is an example. And there's so many examples in recent history, old history, that shows you that you should never trust the government. You should never trust the media. Uh, I, I can go into so many examples about how the media just gives perceptions that's not the reality, as you know, and uh, but people continue to trust them. Yeah, so and Obama, he funded the ISIS movement. Initially, he funded them, and they were called the rebels. so they were and uh, he funded them so that they could take out President Assad of Syria. That's what they funded him. But then that turned into ISIS. That turned into a movement. yeah the Islam, Islamic state of Iraq and Syria. That's what I I stand for. So they 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 created a genocide. Uh, where was Obama and his administration? Where was Obama when all our people were getting slaughtered? So they went into Mosul, the city I was born in. They did exactly when Islam was created as a religion. This is exactly what happened to our country 1500 years ago. It repeated itself in 2014. They said you either convert to Islam, uh, die by the sword or pay a Sharia tax and live by the Sharia law, or you leave the town with only your clothes, nothing else. How do I know they said that? Because the prince of ISIS rang my uncle, the archbishop, and told him to tell his people that. So a genocide occurred there. 300 plus thousand people were um, displaced from their homes. Tens of thousands were slaughtered, Like, and I'm talking not shot, beheaded, uh, girls as young as six and seven years old were sold as slaves. And a lot of them are still missing today in northern Iraq. And these were Christian girls, Yazidi girls, uh, sent as slaves to all these people in Mosul. All this went on, uh, and the Obama administration was not nowhere to be seen. So you created it, mate. You did nothing about it. Same with George W. Bush. But I think that, in my opinion, Obama is actually worse. And he's hailed as a hero. Yeah, I mean, if if the people, if anyone who's listening to this podcast, just hears me out because I'm talking truth here, I'm talking facts, just facts. Do your own research if you don't believe me. I'm I'm telling you people firsthand experience. People that are that close to me that have actually had this. The pres, the the Prince of ISIS rang my uncle. You can you can go through three podcasts ago in my episodes, and he'll he explains the story. So that all happened. Obama did nothing about it. It's on record that Obama funded these people, Biden and Obama, his administration, and they did nothing about it when when a genocide, no different to what happened to, to the Nazis, you know, what, what Nazis did. And and again, nothing was done about it. And this man is still hailed as a hero, Obama. It's disgusting. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. I- By the way, I guess, it was, guess who was one of the few men that sent aid to Iraq uh, after all that genocide? Trump yes
0: yeah yeah
1: Yeah. that's why a lot of Iraqis voted for Trump when he was up against Hillary I mean that's all you have to do that's that's before he was president or even running for election
0: yeah no no that's That's, like that's shocking I mean but it doesn't surprise me because and it's going on all over the world and the problem is we're like someone will look at the the newspaper or they look at the radio and they'll realize something is a complete lie. And they go, look at them, they're lying. The next day they'll post something else and they're sharing that. Yeah. You have to basically do not trust the newspapers, I I know there's a few now that are coming out I even forget the name of them Because at one stage it was like The Guardian I thought they were good Because they were exposing like the kickbacks With the pharmaceutical industry And it was always good articles But I saw within a few years not, They're no longer good boys either You cannot trust anything they're saying The best way is like this talking to people That know people on the ground And getting the real true facts Like there's actually my, I, I mentioned about the, the guy in Syria He was telling me that I thought was it his mother or grandmother I think it was his mother that then her washing machine broke and he wanted to send her money. And the amount of rigmarole, hours and hours to go through what it was for, proving everything. And it was through HSBC Bank. That's the bank that is the most corrupt in the world for money laundering. Hmm. You know, and it's like you just need to look at these things, every single thing, just re examine everything, question everything. And don't I f- can't
1: send money to Iraq right now. Yeah, same thing. I can't
0: because it's blocked it's closed i i i know was it a or a rack? there's another friend of mine i know she was doing a, a charity um like a GoFundMe page for for children yeah. and she yeah. was raising and they stopped it they just pulled it off they just made it disappear so like who yeah. are they trying to tell us that they're helping people there You know, at the end of the day, they're extracting. Not only we don't know what they extracted from the ground that the, the architect discovered, but the oil and, you know, devaluing the currency and decimating it. But I always believe, Zahid, that knowledge is power. You know, the more, the more you are definitely surrounded by the right circle, even in, you know, the archbishops. Like I see, I've listened to a lot of the people you've on your show. They're not like your typical. There's some of the religious people that are bad boys as well. And I know some people don't want to hear that, but you've got the right circle around you. And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's actually nice to see, to be honest with you, you know, that that exists because I had lost faith at one stage to thinking that they're all bad. You know, it
1: really... well, because again, that's that's what is portrayed, isn't it? You know, that's that's what the media portrayed, like the Catholic Church is full of pedophiles, uh, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. Iraq, when you see, vision of Iraq on throughout history, it's desert, it's donkeys, it's camels, it's uh, women with you can only see their eyes, all that stuff. That's how Iraq is portrayed, uh, and people find always find it. They're almost in, in disbelief when I tell them that that's only 10% of the population that wear that. Um, so 90% don't. They don't even wear anything, you know, in terms of on their heads. Most Muslim women just you know, have their hair out and uh, also and Christian women don't wear all any of that stuff. And uh, where I grew up it, the, it's almost like New Zealand. You know, you've got in the winter all the lakes are crystallized. Um, the fruit is abundant and all that stuff uh, and uh, and again how is your Iraq portrayed on television barren well, desert. I, I actually thought that you know you you you
0: had a camel to be honest with you, you know because if I listen to, all the, not that's exactly. to be honest, every single movie every sing, everything just yeah they yeah. don't show the true picture like.
1: yeah and and the, the crazy thing is is that you know we're in a world where there's an abundance of information and but I find that it's people are more ignorant than ever I just just blows my mind yeah
0: I, I i'm shocked to be honest with you and like I, i'm lucky that my parents like my dad is 75 my mom is 71 they're awake and they know what's going on and you know i can have the conversations and they're sending stuff where we can stay upbeat you know we don't let it get to us at the same time because yeah. you have to be conscious of that but even cousins and stuff like that, that like they're even shocked that the evidence is there no matter what you look at you know they're, they're just say the COVID, like you have scientists coming out you have doctors coming out we know there's kickbacks and everything. And yet people are watching the news, reading the newspaper and are convinced in no, 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 this is how it is. And yeah, it's, I'm shocked to be honest, which I, I think at this stage, I would have thought that you'd have 50% at least awake, and it, it is a lot less. I know, I mean, I, I know um, like uh, Hartman in Germany, he mentioned 25%. I, I'd be surprised if it's 5% to be honest. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. You know, like even I'm talking to like intelligent people and at at times I'm like, they they haven't a clue of what's going on in the world. And there was a time, like I know my mom was saying years ago, it was kind of, ah, just do your own thing. You'll be grand. But there's so much bad stuff going on at the moment. It's like your country was decimated because of just thinking, ah, to be grand. We can't go Hmm. on in society, not caring about your neighbor. And not caring about the neighboring country. Everybody just nobody wants to be moving. You know, it's all orchestrated. So you know, we need we need to more to wake up.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's still a large majority of people that you know dismiss everything that anyone says. That's not what the media say as conspiracies. You know, and that again, that that blows my mind. But it's I remember um, I, I read a lot of books books by um, some great men. Uh, a few years back, and even Earl Nightingale, he was like the father of the uh, what's it called, uh, personal development industry. Yeah, the biggest he secret, said, I think,
0: isn't it? The greatest secret or the biggest
1: secret is, yeah, yeah. And he he said that most, I mean, he's talking in the 50s and 60s, so he's he used the word men instead of people, but he said most men, uh, just don't think they would rather die than think, you know, so you use their brain. And I remember hearing that going, that's that's a bit harsh, you know, and I, I do not understand much, but I, I realize that it's so true today that people would, they just, they would almost rather die than think. Mm-hmm. And that's actually using their, their, their brain, their conscious mind that they've been blessed with to actually look at things and go, well, even when they have those doubts, they, they dismiss them because it hurts to think it hurts to actually look at things because I think, I don't know. I think people are scared of, uh, of finding out the truth—that's probably deep within them—that they just keep pushing down, because uh, there's all these signs around them that are going. Well, hang on, maybe COVID's a lot of crap. Maybe the government's corrupt. Maybe the media's corrupt. But they don't want to think that, be- and they just keep burying that, pushing that down because it's 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 scary to, to get out of your comfort zone. You know, you'd rather just be in this frequency of comfort, because to get out of the comfort zone is un- uncomfortable. That's why it's called the comfort zone. You know so they're just scared of, scared of doing that oh and uh because it feels so safe to be uh you know under under the news under the media and just be just comply that's a lot easier than actually using your your, your god-given uh talents and brain exactly so, yeah, and and I, think
0: I, I, I think you're the same as me that i mean i'm constantly questioning everything i like i've even recently gone back to the schooling system you know like over 40 years ago like as we started And I just go. It was orchestrated. We were we're conditioned to be, you know, to be compliant. You know, put your finger up, your mouth, cross your hands, and everything. And I think with what you've just said, I think it's people's ego. They're afraid of saying I'm I'm not. If I if I had been promoting something and I get facts proving, I'd be the first to go. All right, no, I was wrong. And just I like just because I have a you know a mindset on something. It was based on information I had at the time. But if new information arrives to me and I realize, oh, that's another lie that I didn't believe. I can change straight up. But there's a lot. I think it's their ego. They're they're ashamed to kind of you know put up their hand and go, oh, I had a different thought process.
1: Well, I mean, for me, uh, I'll give you a quick background myself. Early in the year when COVID first came out, I believed it. I thought it was a pandemic. I I honestly did. Um, But the thing is, I think you have to be that smart to question it. There was a lot of things going on that I just went, well, hang on, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense that it just kept a cap. And the more things that happened, the more things that the government said, I just went, well, this is that's what made me look past it because there was so many things going on. And when they were talking about vaccines and I'm like, hang on a minute, uh, my father spent his whole life studying human diseases and animal diseases. And he's told me himself, well, hang on a sec, that vaccines take at least 10-12 years to create. Uh, he's also told me that microchips um, are possible, and that that can be inserted in anybody. And I, I'm hearing so it didn't take long to put two and two together. Uh, and 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 even things like okay, so if it's a if it's a virus, if it's a flu, then we need to get out there and get some sun, get some vitamin D, get some zinc, get do all the things for get our exercise. You know, a, a lot of And then one thing I learned from my father is every disease down to the common cold comes from stress. Yes. That's, that's where every sickness starts from, from the worst cancers to the common cold. It all starts from a negative vibration, you know, a a form of stress. So then I'm, I'm looking at all this and going, well, no one's talking about how to boost the immune system. And so, like I said, I don't think you've got to be that smart. To, like I said, I believed it and then realized, hang on, what oh, all these questions started. And it didn't take long to realize it was a, it was a full scam. No, I don't I mean and now, now scam, facts. and now it's facts. Is the, what's the organization in America, the, the governing health organization, the CD. Wait, CDC? Yeah. I mean, it's on their website. It says the recovery rate for people under 40. It's 99.92. It's on their website.
0: And so like they were, I mean, they're infiltrated as well. But they were even showing figures of debts and everything, and they re it, and it was like six percent of the figures they were going out first.
1: You know, and again, the- again that's that's data, that's facts. Yeah. So what, what, how, how do people still wear masks? It cracks me up. Yeah. The the, the ignorance and stupidity, and look, I, I did talk about how positive. In terms of this year has been because a lot of people have awoken, but I'd be, I can't help but to talk about the negative, which is it's also exposed how how stupid people are, like and, and ignorant. This, this 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 year has shown me how how people are so afraid of actually using their mind.
0: I totally agree with you. I am shocked. I never thought that the amount of people that aren't thinking it could be so high. It's yeah. it's frightening to to be honest.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, eventually they'll they'll come on board because when it's all out there, they'll be like, "Oh, so it wasn't a conspiracy? That no, wasn't you, stupid idiots."
0: Yeah, but they won't go up and thank you a for all you all you've been doing to try to help them. Like, so I mean, that's the one thing. If you are on defense, because I mean, sometimes people are on defense. Just remember, if there's people out there dedicating their life to just get you the information, don't be attacking them because they yeah. could easily just do the same as yourself and just sit down and watch CNN and read a newspaper and just get on with their own life. You know, that means people care. And you know, and, maybe and you Mickey should appreciate what they do instead of attacking them.
1: Absolutely. And Mickey Wills, I mean, he set a, a great example on your show as well, about he, he had a friend of his who was attacking him on social media. And he asked his friend, you know, do you trust the media? His friend said no. Do you trust the government? Answer so was no. Well, have I given you any reason not to trust me? No, then why are you attacking me, you fool? Yeah, he didn't say that, but that's just me. Uh, but that, that's another example. And most people, if you ask them, I think would actually say, no, I don't trust the media. Uh, and they say, no, I don't trust the government. But then look at your actions. Yes. You know, if you don't trust the media, if you don't trust the government, just have a look at yourself, have a look in the mirror and how you, is your behaviour matching what is coming out of your mouth? exactly exactly yeah.
0: so i'd like uh you might tell us a bit about your uh your podcast because I, like i listen to it i enjoy it and uh you might just let people know what it's about and you've had some you. you've had some very good guests you might just give us a quick uh, uh list of a few of the ones that you've run.
1: well uh yeah i mean my podcast originally it's called the mcc which has for modern christian collective and uh the the primary aim of it um for me, it was almost like a self-help. That's why I started in the beginning, because uh, and also, but uh, more so to have uh, to preserve our culture and also to celebrate it, because again, most people don't know about you know the Assyrian Empire, the the Christians of Iraq, the Chaldeans, and all that stuff, which is my you know my heritage. Uh, we speak a language called Aramaic, which is what Jesus Christ spoke, and, and before that, so it's an older language than Arabic. Um, that, so it's it's more about to to help our people have a voice. That's that's why I started it more than anything. And since I started, so the first guest I had was the Archbishop of the Christians in Australia and New Zealand, the Christian Iraqis. And that's my uncle. I'm very blessed, you know, that he's on my mother's side. So he was my first guest. And since then, I've brought people within our community who are um, successful in their rights. A lot of them are in business, uh, government, you know, all, all sorts of different industries finance. I've had some, uh, as I mentioned, priests as well, who've who've experienced things firsthand, you know, to tell their stories as well. So it was more just to give our people a platform and a voice is, is why I started it. And it, and it keeps developing into more and more, you know, so I'm very, very pleased of how it's going that, and uh, you know, a lot of our people are tuning in and, and people like yourself, which I really appreciate Roy, really outside of our community are tuning in as well. And that was also the the plan as well. So that obviously it, it expands uh, globally and, and these these stories are heard
0: yeah and not like i mean you ask some really you know very good questions and now you go deep even with the archbishop and everything stuff that i wouldn't be expecting but it's like intriguing so i'm not going to tell you what it is you need to actually tune in so how can they actually find you what's the 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 link for the? i know your youtube uh, is, is is big a lot of people like actually watching the show yeah
1: yeah i think our our community is you know they love this sort of yeah, they don't they don't know what Spotify is a lot of them they don't know what you know Apple what's the other one Apple uh, podcast is um, but they they like the actual visual side of it um, you know so generally on on YouTube if you just uh, look up uh, the MCC podcast that's that's us there um, you know we're, we're growing as subscribers and and views um, yeah so it's 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 quite pleasing how it, how it's going but we're we're looking at expanding even more um, there's a guest that I had on just last week who is Uh, creating a short film Um, and it's about, it's basically a story about a a father and a daughter in that time that I described in Iraq in 2014 and and they're creating a short film and the people that he's got working on it, I interviewed his exec producer, a guy by the name of Darren McFarlane who uh, also did the short film for the horror movie Saw and he's done a lot of uh, big movies as well. So they've got some quality people working on it and I'm going to help them bring that up because they want to create uh, a tv series out of it as well so we're looking at expanding in multiple ways uh, not just the podcast as well and, and turning this into more of a multimedia you know even like a radio station right. so, yeah it's, it's just
0: the beginning no fantastic and i put all the links on the description before so people can actually find it on on whether yeah. they're listening on the podcast or youtuber listen zahid you've opened my mind even more I mean I always think I know something but every day I'm learning something more you know a lot of the stuff was tough to hear but I think people need to hear it so thank you very much and let's hope that somebody who saw like maybe some of the military that were actually extracting that from the hundred years that the architect had closed up maybe they well, it. what it was. it yeah yeah who were well, part
1: of it as well there'd been people who were part of it that know this stuff so yeah, exactly. love to
0: come yeah we'd like to know yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much, Saheed. It's been a pleasure. Thank
1: you, so Thanks so much for
0: having me. So that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute. We're on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Share with your friends and tell everybody what's happening. Until next week, take care. The-